0: This podcast is dedicated to the memory of David Faraday, Betty Lou Jensen, Darlene Farron, Cecilia Shepard, and Paul Stein, and to Michael Megeau and Brian Harden. This is Zodiac Speaking, a classic gunpoint jamming podcast. I'm your host, Chris Garcia. There is a myth that serial killers just don't stop killing. In recent years, this has become less popular because of the Golden State Killer. A man who seemingly, for well more than 30 years, just stopped. He was still a terrible human being, but as far as anyone can tell, not a killer, not a serial rapist, no longer a ransacker. Yet he was still all those things. He had done all those things along the way. How can he just stop? When looking at the Zodiac murders, it's obvious he stopped. At least, it's mostly obvious, he's. There are lots of theories, and we'll go into a whole set of episodes about potential Zodiac murders, both before and after the canonical four attack. But part of the reason that it's so important to look at this particular crime, the murder of Paul Stein, is because it represents an end point. It is the last crime we can definitively say was the Zodiac. And honestly, he killed him. He removed a piece of his shirt he sent it to the cop. The letters that went were obviously from the same person who had done the first set of letters. But nothing in those letters directly tied the writer of the letter to the crime. That's a very big difference between the Stein murder and all the others. But there are so many other questions. Zodiac continued writing letters, at least we're fairly certain. Why? Because maybe it wasn't the murders, necessarily, that was giving him what he needed from them. But the panic that was being spread by him writing his letters, by him making his threats. In essence, he was becoming as powerful a force by simply writing letters. And he decided to use the path of least resistance. Highly possible, in fact, kind of logical. Especially if you believe the theory that I believe Paul Holes, oh, Paul Holes, patron saint of my favorite murder. It's a very interesting idea that maybe the murder didn't happen at Washington and Cherry, but a block up where his original destination was. Perhaps Paul Stein kind of fought back once he noticed from his rear view that the gun was coming to him, and that caused the cab to roll to the next position, and it took that much time for Zodiac to actually stop the cab. Paul Stein, by all accounts, was a pretty good guy and a pretty tough guy. Very smart guy, for sure. So imagine that Stein is in the cab. He sees the gun. He knocks it around, maybe. Supposedly there was a bruise on the back of his hand. I'm not 100% on that. I've seen it referenced a couple of places. And he stops Zodiac briefly before getting shot. The cab's already rolling. Stein has briefly held up Zodiac's crime. And Zodiac now has to scramble to stop the... And he does. One thing I've never seen is if Stein's car had the parking brake on. That's actually a very interesting little detail that I wish I knew. Zodiac leaves and he comes home goes home or something, and he begins to formulate his post-murder contact plan with the shirt to ensure that he is given credit for this murder, so that there is undeniable proof that he did this. And now, well, let's look at the possibilities. He is able to communicate with the police in various forms. He's made a couple of phone calls. He's written a bunch of letters. Well, he's written, I think at this point, three. The vast majority will be after. My question is why? Why continue writing letters and not doing any murder? And I think the obvious answer is he didn't need to write letters anymore. But he kept writing because he found it to be a better way of expressing his, for lack of a better word, distaste, his hatred. Zodiac murdered to get something, some notice, some importance. It's one of the reasons why I absolutely like a lot of the sort of more meager suspects as more likely of being Zodiac. Because I think these were not just a cry for attention, but a demand for attention, an attack for attention. In essence, it is a terrorist act. And the desired ransom is the attention of the world, their fear. And he got it. If you look at an arc of the first four crimes that we can say for sure were him, what you see, especially if you believe the Paul Holtz theory, is an escalation in failing. The first one went flawless. There was never any hope of catching that killer. he had got off Scott clean. He hadn't really been seen. And the most important thing, he didn't leave any major clues behind. The second crime, Michael Maggio survived. And it's only because Maggio didn't get a good look at him that he didn't get noticed. And a good description was never published. Hartnell Shepard, he interacts closely with them Perhaps out of necessity. Perhaps because he didn't have another option. Perhaps he had intended to simply walk up and start shooting, but notice there were people out on the water. Or simply because they saw him. And he was afraid of the same thing happening with Maggio. If he shot them, they may survive one or more. And he decided to stab them, thinking that was more effective. And it proved not to be. Hartnell survived and gave a decent description. And he had already been planning for that eventuality by putting on the mask. The first two could have been murders of opportunity. 100%, the Lake Berryessa attack was a premeditated murder. It may have been uh, the opportunity presented itself and he had the gear already prepared, but he was going around ready to kill someone and had the tools to, which brings up a very interesting question. At Lake Berryessa, was he previously scoping out the area? Perhaps he knew that site. Maybe he went looking with a set of binoculars. Somehow, he knew that they were relatively alone and that he could get at them. But it was still his greatest failure. He left alive a survivor who could quite possibly identify him and who gave descriptions that theoretically might have led to him getting caught. And then Stein. He's decided to constrain himself to a private location, completely private, no one could see what was going on, except for him and the driver. Theoretically, you could see the muzzle flash. But if he buried it far enough into his head, that would be less likely. He was alone with his victim, and his victim was in a compromised position. And he murdered him. Murdered Paul Stein, a student working as a cab driver to make ends meet. Zodiac, if you believe the an original destination theory, shot him, perhaps after a brief scuffle, and then had to stop the car. So he finally stops the car which does kind of make sense because he stops the car and the witnesses at Washington and Cherry said they saw him scrambling in the front, get down and sort of wipe things down a bit. He'd probably have to wipe things down if he had to get rid of fingerprints from the steering wheel or the parking brake or the brake itself. And then he takes a piece of shirt to ensure that he would have credit for that and be able to use it. And maybe this was his end game goal. Maybe he realized he couldn't keep doing this because he was getting closer and closer to getting caught. And every reference you hear to the Stein murder is afterwards he felt trapped and he got away. He did get lucky, there's no question. If the uh, African-American man hadn't gone out over the airwaves, people would have been looking for him and he likely would have been caught. Getting caught would have been the worst thing for him because as deeply unsatisfied with his life as he must have been he could tell that he would be less satisfied and i think this speaks to him having been in the military leading up to this because if he was familiar of what sort of institutional life was like regimented life and if he had not taken to it if he had say done a tour of vietnam perhaps on a low level or even just been in the States serving in some capacity, and he didn't enjoy that, he wouldn't want prison because of its strict requirements of daily-to-day life. So Zodiac stopped. He stopped with the killings, at least. Maybe he would have started up again, maybe not. You can read a lot about killers who take long breaks. Dennis Reeder is one, uh, the Green River Killer, took a long break when he had a happy marriage. It's a possibility, I guess. You also have, as we've mentioned before, the Golden State Killer, who took, who stopped, as far as we could tell. Maybe there was some crime, but nothing that pops out. He was still a dirtbag, and obviously a dirtbag. But where it gets really fascinating, really intensely fascinating, is that Zodiac just stopped. And I think the reason is this progression of failures. Unquestionable success. Largely a success, but it opened him up slightly. Largely a success, it opened him up greatly. A success, but nearly got him caught. In essence, the police's bungling was greater than his bungling. But it didn't have to be that way, and he knew it wouldn't continue to be that way every time if he kept going. I really believe he stopped by choice. And if he stopped by choice, he could start up any time again. So maybe it was he stopped by choice and then went on to other things, maybe other crime. Maybe something as simple as he re-enlisted Because now that he had a taste for killing, he wanted to go to the front lines, maybe? Who knows? The other idea is that if he was someone in his late 30s, early 40s, which falls in with my theory that he was born somewhere between 1927 and 1938, 39, there's a definite drop-off in the number of serial killers as you age beyond 40. There aren't a lot of serial killers and rapists above the age of 50. That's one interesting note I've been reading about. If this was him getting off the last of his murderous rage, and then just not having the heart for it anymore. These are all things that could be, but we don't know. And because we keep looking, we will always find more questions until we have the answer, which is an arrest or a definitive confession. And at some point I'll talk about all the false confessions because there are a lot of them. Zodiac stopped. That's as far as we can tell. He kept writing letters. He may have kidnapped a woman and held her. We do not know. All we know is that there were certainly four murders that fit the bill. And one confirmation that ties one of those murders to the writer of the letter. We don't know why he stopped. We just know that he's a conspiracy-minded. Viewer might think that Paul Stein represented something. It's a possibility, I guess. But it also represented breaks in a number of different areas. It wasn't a killing of a couple. It was a single murder. It wasn't a killing in a space that was public. Though it was in a broader area, it was more confined. I believe this was planned. There's always a possibility that they got to talking. Zodiac came up and he said, hey, you look like the poster and got shot. I doubt. What I really think is the deal is that he was murdered by the Zodiac because the Zodiac planned to kill someone that night and i think he had chosen a cabbie because he knew there were less areas for him to mess up it was a more controllable scene exactly the same exactly the as jack the ripper so totally the same because the ripper ended as far as we know killing a single woman in a house instead of on the street thus he had control of his environment zodiac is the same way And if my belief that Zodiac was truly a true crime fan, and a lot of that has to do with the time frame I believe he was born in, the rise of magazines like Confidential and others that were doing true crime at that point, really makes me think that he would have loved the comparison. Thanks for listening to Zodiac Speaking. I'm your host, Christopher J. Garcia. We'll be back for another episode about the Paul Stein murder in the next probably couple of weeks. If you have any comments send them to Johnny Eponymous, J-O-H-N-N-Y-E-P-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S at gmail.com. If you happen to know any of the victims and want to talk about their lives, not just their murders, I would love to do that. It's the whole reason I started this podcast. Thank you for listening to Zodiac Speaking, a classic gunpoint family podcast.